Okay. Hello and welcome to the Into the Desert podcast, where we talk to inspiring people and hear their stories of motivation, courage, drive, productivity, and how their environment dictated their performance. So today we've got a really special guest. Uh, since starting his first business, age 22, our guest has successfully built, scaled, and run several multi-million pound businesses in both the service and online sectors. He believes that the right balance mindset, along with adopting good personality traits, together with some simple formulas, can enable you to achieve anything you want in life. His infamous saying is, everyone deserves to live an inspired life. So welcome, welcome to the podcast, Jason Greystone. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Freddie. Great to have you here. I want to start with a, with a quite a big question. We've started with a couple of uh, people before. It's just how's your year been so far? How's 2022 uh, treated you? Uh how's the year been fast it's the fastest year ever and i think they just get faster and faster so uh, that if i was to kind of sum up my thoughts on the year it'd just be where did it go you know so quick and it really just reinforces why i do what i do you know time is a valuable asset and i'm so acutely aware of my time and how i spend it and constantly ask myself you know i'm on this on this rock for like five minutes you know am i making the most of it and and that's really you know that's really what drives what i do but in terms of moving towards my goal and you know putting out my message and living the life that i want then it's it's all going you know it's all going to plan so far fantastic it absolutely it's been such a such a quick year this year but but for people that don't know you, some people that are based out here in, uh, in Dubai, can you give us a bit more information about your, your businesses? I know you've got more than one. I'm a, I'm a, a, a very happy customer of uh, Tears of Freedom program. Um, but maybe you could tell us a bit more about the other businesses you have and how you've run them. Amazing. Yeah. So um, funnily enough, the biz um, so business-wise, I typically create online educational um, businesses around the wealth creation space you know, um, being able to create more income, more wealth and, um, and more free time and more money. That's kind of what my, my programs are geared towards. Um, and it's all aided to help you live a life that you actually want to live rather than one that you've got to go to work and resent and, and all the rest of it. So, um, a lot of that comes down to investing, how you manage your money, how you bring income in, and then what you do with the income uh, to create a wealth and a legacy. So a lot of the business is around that, but I'm also an angel investor as well. So in terms of business, yes, we create businesses and we build them to six and seven figures. You know, some of the businesses, the really high scale businesses, are the ones that I actually buy or I uh, invest into as well. So I'm an advisor, I'm an angel investor, I'm on a board for a number of companies as well where I just go in, um, see the good opportunities, see how we can lean things up and then, uh, and then give them my input and then the business, um, you know, and, and I'm part of the business that way. So uh, business is really just my lifeblood. I love it. I love creating things. I love asking how can we serve people? How can we, uh, I, I literally wake up every day thinking, you know, how can I solve a problem for someone? How can I package something up for someone? How can I, you know, how can you help someone achieve that life that they want? And, uh, and it's a great place to be. It keeps my creativity going, the juices flowing. Um, but other businesses directly, so I run a, a, a wealth creation program that you just mentioned called Tears of Freedom, and that's run through my Greystone Education company here in the UK. Um, 
I also co-founded a company called Tier One Trading, and that's exclusively for traders. And uh, that's a company that we were featured in Forbes magazine for being innovative on trader training. Um, and, and that's that. And then I also own a company called Shield um, with Seb out in the, in the UAE, which is all geared around products that help businesses and support businesses. So if you could start a business from scratch on day one, how can you leverage a whole team to do all of your products, your social media, your podcasting, and even your online platform, your, your program, um, in a box for an affordable monthly cost. And that's really what we set out to do there. So that's Shield. Perfect. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't it? It's the real, you know, it sounds like you've become really obsessed with, with business and with solving these problems. Um, and, and, you know, it's like the, like the one-stop shop to, to business, right? You're the investor, you've got the, the platform to teach wealth creation and business, but you've also got the the systems around that to then help uh, help to scale those businesses. And you also have quite a lot of uh, really good content on your social medias, don't you? I know if anyone listening to this doesn't follow Jason, it's a, it's a really great place to, to learn a lot about you know, wealth creation and business and content. Um, do you find that this is sort of one of the best ways you get people to come and find you for this, this giving out of free, uh, free content? For me personally, yeah. I mean, it's been a, it, was, it was a game changer, really, because, yeah, I do tie a lot of my own self-worth to helping people through business um, whilst maintaining freedom and time and more money for myself. That's literally, like, my highest values. And, um, and, and in doing that, I realized that I had to get my message out to more people. So, you know, how do you do that? I was basically an electrical engineer who became financially free and then had a lot of decent strategies and decent messages to share. But how do you go from being electrical engineer to then, you know, sharing what I'd learned that had allowed me to become financially free and social media gave me that platform. So I realized I had to master the art of speaking and go, you know, being vulnerable, coming out, being honest, transparent, uh, laying my cards on the table. And that approach really, really allowed me to connect with um, a, a tremendous audience of, of people who, you know, resonated and felt the same. So, um, the, the, you know, it was key it, and it was a, a massive platform that's available to us all to do that. Um, so that's partly re the reason why we started ubiquitous on shield, because it's like, it helped me and this genuinely works. So if you've got a message to share, get it out there and be ubiquitous with it. Um, and then really for me, the podcast was the game changer. So there's something about a podcast. Uh, I mean, I launched the whole business off a podcast. Here's how it worked. I released a newsletter to my email list, which was very small. And uh, it was called Always Free. And it, and it was about a concept of being always free. Like, and, and that was it. It was literally uh, not, not as in, yes, the newsletter's free, but being free as a person always. Mentally, mobility you know, and, and financially. And every week I'd do this newsletter until we did about a year's worth of newsletters. And then we got some requests for, from some dyslexic people who said, can you do, is there an audible version? So we then just read the newsletters as an audible version as a podcast. And that is when we saw astronomical, you know, growth, reach, um, the thank yous, the messages, the reviews, all these kind of heartfelt messages that came in from the podcast. And it was because we were connecting with people um, at scale because you don't have to be sat there reading it. And, and secondly, there's something very intimate about the podcast medium that uh, like people are spending time listening to your voice 
in intimate locations. So they could be in the gym, they could be in bed, they could be in a shower, they could be on a run, you know, personal, personal time where they're connecting your voice, anchoring your voice to that time, to that sacred time of theirs. And not only that, there's no visuals. So with a, with a newsletter, you can put diagrams and wordings and things like that. But with voice, there's no visuals. So all they're doing is listening to your voice and then totally relating it you know, and, and making up their own visuals. And that's very, very powerful. And from there, you know, we've had like over 2 million downloads of the podcast now, and we literally launched a business off the, off the back of that podcast because of, you know, the, the process in that podcast. So absolutely phenomenal. You know, what a, what a time to be alive. Yeah, it's amazing. And actually, you know, you saying that I've listened to your podcast and it's a fantastic podcast. Um, I know exactly where I am when I when I think about it, when I hear it. I'm always in the exact same place, just outside Bath in the UK, the, the west of the UK. Um, and I'm walking along the river with my dog, which we used to do every single morning when we lived there, you know. And it's in- interesting to think, you know, when I see your content and when I hear the podcast, that's where I am, regardless of if I'm living in Dubai now. That's sort of where I anchor it. That's yeah. what my cues are. So, it's, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Amazing. And I think, you know, so many people listen to podcasts now, you know, audible and podcasts separately, different, you know, audio books and yep. different mediums. Yep. They're, they're so powerful now. And, you know, as they're free yeah. as well, it's just it's free and, information, and the more, familiar, it, the more familiar your voice becomes, the more trust you build, you know, and uh, it's not only with it's not only with the person who's trying to receive the information, but a lot of the time you get people come up to me and say, look, um, you know, I recognize your voice because my husband has your voice on, uh, you know, on the on the stereo or whatever. And it, it's, it's great because the more you can build trust with families, you know, the more on board everyone is with that journey. And then there's a, there's less codependency, there's less resentment, you know, all that kind of stuff, because everyone's on board with the journey. And that's uh, a podcast is a great way to kind of infiltrate infiltrate a household in a non kind of aggressive way uh and and share your message great great way absolutely uh, and you know touching on trust there as well is, is really important um you know in in a lot of the world now we're coming into a, a worrying time you know recessions looming if not already arrived um there's a lot of uncertainty and war how do you feel you know with your businesses that can help people grow you know if they listen to the free content take it in and then want to make a, a change how do you feel that people can you know, make that change going forward into the early 2023? I think uh, like, I, I ponder on this a lot myself because, you know, as we're trying to change lives and help people, a, a big part of that is how do we help people overcome their own objections, you know, their own limiting beliefs? Um, and, and when I think about times in my life and, and kind of habits that I've had in my life, the 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 growth, the real growth comes from really like taking an uncomfortable leap in something. Um, and that means it might mean paying out, you know, more money than you can really comfortably swallow to, to work with something outside of your reach will really make you do the work. Um, and all you need is trust of the person. So, you know, the whole reason I do what I do is because from the start, I've been sharing very, very transparent and, um, you know, kind of generous messages and strategies that from a, from a standpoint of I don't need money. 
And when you don't need money, it really allows you to share a lot of insight. And, you know, there's no desperation in my voice. People that I don't care if you work with me or not, you know, I'd love to help you. But um, when you when you come from that standpoint, which there's not enough of out there on social media today, you know, there's a lot of people trying to sell get rich quick and desperate to make sales. And they're trying to hammer you with DMs. And, you know, they're really up in your face with with sales. Um, We've never taken that approach. So as long as you've found value in and, and trust me as a result of all of the free stuff that I've shared with you, chances are you trust me and like me. So now it's just about overcoming your own mental battles. You know, what is really your concerns? And, uh, and for most people, it is spending the money. Um, and to which I'd say, you know, if you had a big tax bill come up, somehow you would find that money, right? And um, somehow you would make it work. Uh, if someone like said, right, I need this done by this date and I need this money, chances are you'd make it work because a lot of people seem to always make it work when it's for someone else, but they never mm. put themselves first. They never like give that urgency to themselves. If I was going to kidnap your kids and I said you need to raise 30 grand, you would raise 30 grand. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You would, you'd pull out, you'd get very, very resourceful on doing that. The, the biggest growth I've had in my life is when I've had to do something that feels very, very uncomfortable and go all in on something. So I'd recommend just considering what that might be for you, you know, and do it. Give yourself permission to do it. Second one is like, I don't know how my partner's going to respond or I, I need to ask permission for someone. And, and that's a big one. And to which I'd say, like, if your partner loves you, surely at some point you've agreed that you should pursue your dreams and uh, you don't want to get five years down the line not where you are because you had to answer to them and they said no or something like that, right? Because that only causes resentment and being always free is about zero codependency, you know, zero full empowerment to, to live who you are and what you want to do. And then everyone else, just every, everything just slots into place when you are who you want to be. So, uh, that's another thing. But for anyone who's thinking, God, there's a lot going on right now. I don't know what to do. Consider what, you know, consider the opportunity cost of working on because because what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to learn. Um, you're going to grow. And if it isn't for you or you can't make it work straight away, you can't lose all of that knowledge. It's now something that's that's kind of put a fire in you to to definitely make it even if it's next year or the year after so yeah i mean it's it's take take action massive action yeah i think that's so important it makes me think of parkinson's law straight away where you know if someone's given you 40 hours to do something you'll do it in 40 hours it's the same with a lifetime isn't it if someone gives you 85 years to live and you don't have a goal or a strategy of what you want to achieve you're just going to fill those 85 years with, with stuff but actually if you build some goals in you know, spend some money because if you don't spend the money, you haven't got accountability. It wasn't an, a stretch for you, uh, and therefore it's not as important to you. And it, it, all of that sort of builds up, I think, and makes you want to achieve and, and hit your goals. Um, I, I really want to touch on a point you made there. So the podcast is called Into the Desert, and the idea there is that it's taking a, a, a stance, it's making a change. You know, coming into the desert, like actually uh, in, in, in serious terms, coming to Dubai is a desert. You shouldn't be able to do do anything here, but now we can as a, as a whole metropolis. 
Um, so I want to touch back on when you started your, your first businesses and you're talking there about you know, doing things that were really hard and tough at the time. Can you talk a bit to that point where you had to make that change, you had to have that courage and that drive to change your life? Yeah, so for me, I, I had a plan. Basically, going back to as a kid, you know, I grew up with uh, nothing, you know. I say nothing. Obviously, I had things, but I, I grew up with no money, my parents had split. My dad was like a, a gangster. We lived on a council estate. There was, um, you know, I, I have vivid memories of the electricity running out and it's dark in the corridor. I'm crying as a kid and, you know, all, bailiffs knocking on the door, all these kind of things. And I think when you have those perceptions of negativity towards security, finances, you know, all that kind of stuff, you either see it as a bad thing and you go, yeah, money's... And you, you live your life going, yeah, money's bad, money's evil, you know, all that kind of stuff. Or you completely flip it and you have it high on your values as I have to have security. I'm going to make sure that when I have kids, you know, we've got stability, balance, money, freedom. Um, and that's what happened with me. So when I went into my early 20s, you know, I really had a goal to become financially free because I, that was... I just naturally wanted money. I, I wanted security. It wasn't the money. It was the security, right? And uh, then I put a plan together to become financially free. And then when I found out at 22 that we were going to have a baby, that kind of, I was a kid having a kid, and it just accelerated the whole process. So um, when I went into business, it was basically back against the wall i've got to make this work you know i handed my notice into my job uh, just before christmas when it was like you know december's like the worst time you get the january blues the debts kick in we just moved into a bigger house we just had a baby how the hell was i going to make that work financially i tell you what well i'll just quit my job and and when i did that it was like it put it, it just really put me against the wall i had to make it work um and I start, I was already saving and investing and, you know, we, then I started right going right now I need to look at stocks and now I need to invest my money and get a higher return. Now I need to build a business. And, and there was a great saying, um, from, from one of my mentors at the time, he said to be in business, you have to be in business. And, uh, and I didn't really get what he meant at the time, but what, what, what it transpired as, as I learned through time was there's no right time. You know, and, and to actually get better at something, you just have to be in it and figure it out and break it, make mistakes, learn, evolve, adapt. And the whole time you're in that, the whole time it can only get better. Whereas if you're not in it and you're a spectator, you know, you, you don't really, you, you've got no skills, you've got no edge. And uh, I remember when I was bullied at school, in my last year at school, I was verbally bullied, verbally bullied, verbally bullied. And I just remember thinking, I wish they'd just hit me. You know, because if they just hit me, we'd be in a ruck and we'd be in a fight and it would be a means to an end and it'd get better and better, right? Um, but with the verbal, it's like you don't know and it's like the fear. And that's what we're seeing on social media. Everyone just, oh, you should be drop shipping. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be getting up at five. You should be having cold plunges, all this crap. And it's like, look, just do what you want. You know, do what you want and just get in. Get in and start figuring it out and muck about. You know, that's, that's really what it's about. So it's great, great piece of advice. Live by it daily. 
Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of uh, a lot of white noise at the moment, isn't there? Everyone, everyone is trying to do these sort of get rich quick tips for uh, for 2023, and yeah, it's very loud. It's very loud, and and I think the, the there's a lot of opinions, and I think the the biggest, if I could pass down any like knowledge of any skill worth developing, it would be to be able to process the paradoxes. You know, take advice from someone, take advice from that person, A and B, and then go right. What are the pros in that, and the cons in that, and the cons in that, and the pros in that, and what do I think? You know, and is that going to get me to where I want to be? And then you form your own opinion, and then you block out all the noise. It's like one of the most Un, like it's the most rare skills that we can that we see, but it's the most important. <laughs> Absolutely, and and everything you've touched on there, you know, you've been incredibly busy for a long time running all these these platforms, this content production, all these businesses. I really want to touch on productivity. How do you manage your 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 calendar? Because obviously we're talking about um, getting things done, so being efficient. But efficiency really is is productivity. So how do you manage yourself? You know, I know you've got a team around you now, but how, before we touch on delegation, how do, you, how do you become productive? How do you keep yourself accountable to what you've got to get done to make this business grow? Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, it goes back to the first, like the most important thing is just having, doing something that you enjoy that is aligned with, you know, what you really love. Okay. And the reason that's important is because there's going to be elements of that that you are going to want to do. You know, and there should be elements of that that you always want to do. Um, you're not going to if you're starting a business to package it and put it in a box to never have to do anything. You're basically saying you don't want any fulfillment in your life whatsoever, because that's, you know, you only get fulfillment from directly having involvement in helping someone. That, that's that's the only reason we get you know, that's the only way we get fulfillment. So doing something in an area that you're in, actually interested in and you feel inspired to serve in, that's obviously key. Um, the next thing is having a, a routine, a good routine, good time management skills. So blocking out time in your calendar to balance out different areas of your life. So working on things that, um, that play into that bigger mission of building something that you want to build, but also making sure that you've got time to, you know, to relax and time to see family and things like that. Um, I'm not too much of a believer of like work-life balance, you know, work-life balance. Work-life balance is something people try to find when they, when they've got to do work, when they aren't doing what they love, uh, in my opinion. Um, when you do what you love, you're just living and being paid for it. So you're just basically living your life at how you would love to do it every day. If you woke up on Monday and you didn't have to do anything, what would you do? Are you doing that? Great. Imagine if you could get paid for doing that. Well, that's your life. And, you know, there's no balance there. It's just life. <laughs> You're just living. Um, but then making sure that you are progressing and hitting you know, your own goals, then you have to become a master of time management. And that means having a calendar, making sure that you're blocking times in your calendar that are non-negotiable to work on certain areas. And then, uh, you know, you don't really need discipline you don't really need motivation because why wouldn't you want to do those things it's amazing like that's what you choose to do if you're not in that situation and you want to build something you know and you do require motivation to go to your job but you, you know you don't require motivation to build the thing that you're building on the side then uh, really then it's about how can i do as little in my job as possible and do as much as i can on my on my side hustle or you know i don't really like the word side hustle but you know the 
the side thing, my real passion, my real mission in life. And, uh, and then it's just a case of being strict with your blocks of time on that. It's like, right, this is going towards this. I'm going to be working on this. I can't go to that party or I can't go to that because I'm working on this and this is the bigger picture. So it's just being regimented in giving yourself permission to work on the things that actually inspire you. Uh, and then when you block it in your calendar, guess what? When that block comes around, you don't really need motivation to work on it because it's like, oh, I wish I could, I wish the time dragged on a little bit more. I wish I had more mm. time to work on this stuff. So that's it. And then after that, delegation. Um, delegation, the art of delegation is the key to becoming financially free anyway. If you, if you can't master delegation, you are going to be... Freedom is about doing more of the things that you want to do. And there's only going to be like a couple of those, three things, four things maybe that you just would love to do every day. Um, so your goal to become financially free is to delegate all the rest. So from day one, you should be working on how do I delegate all the uninspiring stuff to someone else? Um, because if I'm doing the cooking, the cleaning, the emails, the PR, the quoting, the this, that, and the other, and they're like $10 an hour work, I value my time much more than that, so it doesn't make sense for me to do the $10 an hour work. So in, instead of you know, sacrificing long-term play, I'll sacrifice a little bit of income now to pay those people to do that so that I free up the time to do more of what I'm passionate about. And that's when the exponential growth starts to kick in because it is. It's that um, Pareto's law. Mm. That's really interesting because actually you know, you're talking about prioritization there, but, but actually you're talking about awareness or you've got a lot of awareness to know that and I think people that have, uh, have listened to your podcast or seen your content will know that you take uh, self-development very very seriously and so could you touch on that point and I, I know you do a lot of self-development over the years it's sort of compounded you would you say over over time of how much effort and time you've put into developing yourself and these skills and sharpening your your, your toolkit yeah with self-development I made a when I got into investing one of the discoveries that I made was the best companies in the world invest about six to 10% of their revenue um, on R and D and testing and development, uh, basically improvements and innovations in the business. So I had this idea that if I was to invest 10% of my income in my own development, what, what results would I see? And uh, I tracked that for a very long, long time. And I've done that to this day where 10% of my income goes towards mentorship and coaching and my own um, mentors and like accelerators and courses and mastermind groups and you know things like that and books. Um, and as a result of doing that, although, although it's intangible as to what you can see you will get as a result of spending that money, every single year, year on year, I've learned things that have allowed me to generate more income and also become more efficient and more effective in my life. So there's there's a 100% guaranteed return on investing in your self-development, um, in your knowledge, your wisdom. Um, the more you put into your mind, there's a saying, empty your pockets into your mind and your mind will fill your pockets. And it's, it's so, so right. true. It's such a great quote. Um, and I've found it to be true year on year on year. Absolutely. And whenever we work with uh, businesses in our business, you know, we always talk about uh, trillion dollar companies. So I'm, I'm talking about Apple, you know, their, their employees, they train for half an hour to 45 minutes before every single, um, you know, uh, work day. 
And there's a reason they do that. It's because it's, they're sharpening everything, aren't they? It's about constantly compounding that effect of learning and, and not, not taking anything for granted, appreciating everything, but learning and taking things on board and just, just you know, speaking to each other and, and benefiting from it. I really want to um, just touch yeah, on that I area that's quite close got, to it. Go on, you go. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things at play. One of the things I see is people are they've got this kind of oh i've got to do it i've got to figure it out for myself i don't want it given to me i don't want it kind of handed to me i, I, I don't want to take someone else's knowledge i want to figure this stuff out and it's like a self-worth thing i've seen that a lot actually um but we but here's the thing you don't have long on this world on this planet right you really don't have long it's like a blip and your life is like gone in the grand scheme of things right so if you want to make the most of your time here you have to aggressively move towards your goal and the way that you do that is by taking like advice like see, seeking out people that have done things that you want to achieve or figured out something that you need to learn to get to the next level and paying as much as you possibly can afford to skip that whole thing right to skip years like a book you know some of these books are years life's work in a five and a half hour audible book, you know, and you can download someone's life's experience into your brain in five and a half hours, which is, it blows my mind that we can just do that. And it's so accessible and so cheap and free. Some of these books are free, you know, 99p, <laughs> which is yeah. just incredible. Um, but anyone will tell you, anyone who's like ultra, ultra, ultra successful in business, they'll tell you that the it's about aggressively bypassing mistakes because you're going to get to where you want to go eventually how quick you get there just depends on how um you know how how many of the kind of traps and loopholes and rabbit holes that you dissolve away so that you just go as the crow flies to your goal and you, the way you do that is from self-development Absolutely. And it's a lot of resilience there, right, as well. So it's learning and then making mistakes, but then learning from them. I was reading an article actually earlier about comparing what you've just said to a roller coaster line. So there's one line, really, really long line. You're going to wait two hours for a three minute roller coaster ride. And then there's the fast track line. And yes, you have to invest more into it. But over time, if you look at your day at the theme park, you're going to get more rides in. You're going to progress quicker through the amusement park. And it's quite yeah, a right. similar way of talking about it, really. Fast pass. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. It is a fast pass. Yeah. How much time have you got to mess around? Because one of the things when, when I speak to people, I say, look, what is your ideal lifestyle cost? And they'll say like, I don't know, about 150 grand, my ideal lifestyle cost. And I'll say, well, what are you on right now? And they say 50 grand. And I say, okay, well, let's just say it takes you three times longer to get to where you want to go by trying to figure it out on your own. And three times longer, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, and the, and, and the difference between those two is 150 grand. And basically, your, your opportunity cost is 150 grand. So if you can buy something for 1,000 or 2,000 or 5 grand, you know, buy it because that is gonna, <laughs> it's going to get you there three times quicker and you won't lose 150 grand. You know, you can start living that ideal lifestyle quicker. So it's just about seeing things for what they are and kind of having these paradigm shifts where it's like oh i didn't think about it that way some people just need that jog um but but you know absolutely it is the the best way to get to where you want to go is to pay people who 
who you trust and you like and you know that can get a result for you because they've done it themselves. I agree. And, and talking, you know, self-development still can be can be more things than, than courses and learning. And something that we're really interested in is how your environment dictates your performance. So something we go into to clients' houses or their, their businesses and talk about is, you know, why would you not have a, a place where you live which creates inspiration for you? This is somewhere you're going to spend the majority of your time. And so how do you feel that your environment dictates your performance? Do you have everything set up in a certain way? Do you like things to be done in a certain way to benefit your performance? Or, you, you know, how does it affect you? Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, just going back to your first point there, environment dictates performance. I've actually done some, some research and some studies on, you know, on income. And uh, I think there was Tony Robbins said that you take the five people that you spend most time around and your income will be the average of those five people. I've actually found that to be pretty spot on. Um, and, the, and the reason being, because I dug a little deeper on that, was because if you spend, you know, let's just say you spend time with these five people and, you know, the average income is 50 grand and that's, you earn 50 grand, right? Or around, give or take five, 10 grand, you earn around that much. The reason for that is because the conversations that you're having are 50 grand a year conversations. The problems and the challenges that you're facing and talking about are 50 grand a year challenges and problems. The solutions that you're coming up with and people are offering you in that group are 50 grand a year solutions. So until you actually get around people that are five times, 10 times where you want to go to and you start asking them about problems and solutions, you're not going to get the answers to get to where you need to go. You're going to be stuck at 50 grand a year. So you really have to get outside your environment. And I did that. So the first thing I did at 20, uh, 23 years old, I moved 26 miles away from all my friends and moved out in a town that no one knew me because I wanted to get away and break that mold of going to the pub every weekend and, you know, come to the club, come to this, come to that. Oh, you're, you're boring now. So I just, you know, move away. I need to, I need to crack on with my goal, my life. So move away, get away from people who you don't feel benefit you or serve you uh, and your mission, right? So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is the way that I set up my life is for efficiency and effectiveness in terms of uh, workflow. So I like to have things set up so that I can quickly get into a zone and then get out of a zone. So for instance, and I have the luxury of being able to do this, but I have like multiple setups. So I have a business setup, I have a trading setup, I have a content creation setup, I have a studio here. And instead of having like one camera, I have multiple cameras. And that's again, a choice to invest in things to free up more time so that I can just sit down in one place and I'm bang, start, stop, done. Don't have to move anything, set anything up, you know, it, so that makes us really prolific with how we're able to like pump out content, how we're able to get stuff done really, really quickly. Um, and, you know, just setting up your workspace so that you're in little zones. I even painted the office black so that it would give me more isolation on some of these stations, you know, and that, that was incredible. So there's before when the office was white, it was kind of like a big sea of desks and things, paint it black and it just hones in little desks, little kind of zones in my office that make it really, uh, you, you really focus on what you're doing and there's no distractions because everything's so dark. So again, you know, these little tips and tricks that I've learned along the way to, to really isolate focus 
my Pomodoro timers I live by. You know, I've got a Pomodoro timer where I just hit the button and it's a timer counts down to, to get a task done. I don't find myself looking at social media or getting distracted because I just want to beat the timer, right? So it's like, make your time count, like every minute of it. Um, and you'll find, which is kind of the quote that, uh, that I, I would live by, is when you value your time more than money, you end up with plenty of both. Uh, put your time first, and the money just the money will come because you'll just master like great time management and great execution, uh, and everything follows. Everything's downflow from from that. I love that quote. That's a that's a great quote. That's really really that's quite inspirational, isn't it? And it, you know, there's there's a James Qu- a Clear quote, which is good choices create opportunities, but good habits make the most of them. And it, you know, you're, it sounds like you're making these choices to have these setups and invest in different things, which to other people might seem unnecessary, but they are so necessary yeah. to you to have these habits to increase what you're doing and become prolific and you know, well-known, build your brand. It's, it's very obvious that your environment has a massive impact on your performance, and you know that. Uh, absolutely, doing this absolutely. Uh, and then go back like, to your question when a lot of people say, well, you're so like, focused on doing this stuff. You know, when do you have free time? Believe it or not, I've got so much free time. You know, I wake up literally with most of the day just what should I do you know and because I love doing this stuff yes I choose to do more and more of this stuff but it's you know I really don't do a lot these days uh, and that's because of all these little tweaks and efficiencies that I've built into my life to allow me to look like I'm doing lots but I'm actually not you know and, and that's that's something you either choose to master or not a lot of people like being busy Yes, that is that's very true, isn't it? But are they actually effective when they're doing their stuff, or are they just busy for the sake of it? So it's a really interesting. So you know, it's something that I always try and keep in my mind when I'm doing work, or I even say the word work. You know, I'm going home because I want to do work tomorrow. Because what you know, it's a good question for you actually. How how, how do you define your high value tasks? So that you know, delegation we spoke about earlier. You can you can give stuff to people that you know it's not worth you doing. But how do you define those high value tasks where actually you should be working on them? And then you can stop and say, right, the rest of the day is mine because there are other tasks ongoing, but I can delegate. Yeah, I pretty much delegate everything other than product creation. So I, my, my high value task is coming up with an idea. Um, so, yeah, so there's a couple of things. Product creation. So coming up with the idea of how we can package something together that's going to be really valuable and help people and what that might look like. And then actually, obviously, the, the content that goes into that. So that's... That's something that I would never, going back to what I said earlier, there's going to be things that you don't want to give up. That is something I wouldn't give up because I just love it. That's my fulfillment. When I put my work into, you know, two days into thinking about a a video or, you know, scripting it out or recording it. And, you know, I know that that's going to go into a platform or something that's going to actually provide real lasting value for hundreds of years. Um, and that is, there's a lot of fulfillment in that. And then when you get the thank yous and the kind of emails and all that kind of stuff, that's true fulfillment. And that's product creation, high value product creation. That's a high value task. Um, and then the other thing as an entrepreneur is leverage, leveraging resources. So how can we get creative on scaling this message out to people? Because we want more fulfillment. So we want to help more people, want to get the message out. How can we get creative over leveraging communities and you know what kind of offers how can i solve someone else's problem and give them what they want whilst i get what i want um and and how would that look and those kind of you know those kind of ideas but 
the way you get to even get to that stage is by relieving your animal brain, you know, being in a place where you can just sit and think like that, you know, for hours and hours on let's get creative. You know, how can we really give something and get something that we want? And a lot of business owners are so, so in the business and they're so busy. And a lot of the feeling of wanting to be busy is just tied to self-worth or what they've always known, clock in, clock out. And if you're not exchanging time for money, you're not being productive. Obviously that doesn't, it doesn't really appeal anymore. It doesn't apply anymore to many landscapes. Um, so it's just about knocking that on the head, you know, getting rid of that belief and starting to work on the business and come up with these creative ideas of how you can scale, see a much bigger picture. How can you, um, how can you get your message out to more people by leveraging resources? Uh, you don't have to have a million pounds to ha to access a million pounds. You don't have to have, you know, like you don't need to know certain people to get featured on TV. You might just know someone who knows someone. You know, it's it's just it it's just thinking of allowing yourself to go down that, you know, that that creation process, that thought process, which a lot of people don't don't get the time to do. No, you're right. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting because people have so much discretionary energy, you know, and I think that uh, inspiration is what unlocks the actual use of that energy and then creativity and ingenuity, especially follow from there. Totally. So that inspiration and that self-development coming first and then having a, a target and a goal and then using what you've just said with the delegation, the high value tasks and the productivity to invest in yourself further. You know, it sounds like it's a uh, it's a, a surefire way to, to success, right? If you can put them all in the right order and, and commit yourself to it and obsess over it. Yeah, Absolutely. and, and that, you know, the definition of success to me is just doing, deliberately doing what you love. So, you know, there's no kind of end goal of success. I, I don't believe in like this perfectionism thing or this end goal where you just stop one day when you just say, oh, I've done it. Uh, that doesn't happen. So success is doing every day what you would love to do and choose to do if you didn't need to do it um, and if you can do that as i say the money just follows because it's infectious it's infectious to people i want to move on to some some quick fire questions they're not going to be that quick but they can be if you would like them to be and the first one it's just a book recommendation. I know behind you, you've got this, uh, for people that are just listening, uh, there's a lot of books on this shelf. And we just touched on the fact that these are people's, you know, their lifetime's work sometimes for, for 99p or a small amount of money. If you had to pick one, Jason, which, which book would you recommend to people? Oh, um, there's a few books that like always spring out to mind to me. Um, one is Principles by Ray Dalio. Um, and that's partly because... I'm a financial guy and Ray Dalio dedicate, literally dedicated his whole life's work to writing down principles to share with the world when he's dead. And if, he, if everyone could apply these principles, the world would be a better place. It's a big book. It's one of those books you don't just read, you study it. Like literally you could spend your whole life mm -hmm. studying and implementing those principles. Seriously, I'm still like, I'm still on number four. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a book that you study. Um, and the other book that I would recommend to everyone, which really aligns with, you know, who I am. And, and if, if I believe that if everyone read this book, the world would be a, a better place. And that is the values factor by Dr. John Martini. 
Uh, he's one of my mentors. I've worked with him personally. I've worked with him, you know, for many, many years. And uh, it's an incredible book. Uncovering who you are as a person and being okay with that and then figuring out how to, um, you know, build your life and build your wealth and build your relationships around who you are. Amazing. That, that is, I've read the second one, not the first one. I've not studied the first one, but the second one I can separately vouch for. <laughs> um, the next one, we've already touched on this. So we, we spoke a bit about, about courage and drive and making those changes. How do you, how do you perceive courage? You know, you've, you've had some courageous times in your life where you've had to make these changes or make big decisions. Um, how, how do people go about making those changes? What is, what is something that is, instills courage in people? Courage, yeah. So, look, we're, I understand that as humans, we're born with two like natural fears. One is falling from heights, and two is loud, sudden noises. And that's why, like, you see these babies start screaming when they hear a loud noise, or when you put them in the bath, they start flapping because it's not natural that that feeling of falling. Um, so, every other fear is put onto us by societal injections and beliefs and opinions. So when we feel like we need courage, if you're going to jump out of a plane, you need courage, right? It, maybe if you're going to go and la listen to some loud noises and go to a concert or something, I don't know, maybe you've got social anxiety, that might be a real courage that you need uh, because of the, loud, the loudness of that, of that um, surrounding. But every other thing, you don't, the fears are literally an imagination of what could happen. Because you've never, you know, you've, you can't fear the unknown. You're only comparing a fear to something that's happened to you in the past or you've seen happen to someone else that you labeled as negative. Okay? Could be something you saw in a film. Could be something where your parents were arguing about money and they lost a house or whatever. Someone lost a business. You lost a business. Um, you went bankrupt. You lost a partner or whatever, right? And... That is the fear. So that's, that's when you feel like you need courage to go into that fear. But really, the fear doesn't exist because you only see it as a negative because you didn't see all the good in it. Like, and, and a great example that, you, that I use a lot is like, if you caught your wife or husband cheating on you, right? let's just say that after that, you thought that's a bad thing. Relationships are a bad thing. Men are, you know, men are cheaters or whatever. Women are cheaters. And then you had a bit of a fear of going into the dating world again and building up trust with people and all the rest of it. But then years down the line, if you ask the person if that was a good thing or a bad thing that happened, they would say, it's a great thing. I've had this great life now. I have a new partner. I've had two kids. I travel the world. I wouldn't have this. You know, they have a very, oh, I don't care about my, my ex. You know, and really, courage is about having that perception straight away. It's like dissolving that fear that negative perception straight away and being able to deal with it because it doesn't matter it's, it's it's there's good in bad and bad in good and there's lessons in everything uh so if you can just see it for what it is truly is you can you don't need the courage you know it's just right okay it was just an event that took place and there's going to be good and bad that come out of every event so let's get it so unless you're jumping out of a plane like seb <laughs> or off a mountain, you know, that, that really does require courage, but actually you don't require courage unless you're listening to the voices uh, of other people. And um, again, another great quote, when the voices on the inside are louder than the voices on the outside, you start to master your life. It, because it's, 
I, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what's important to me. I'm not going to, I'm going to take people's advice with a pinch of salt and I'm going to do what I want to do uh, regardless of what they want me to do. Cause they're, you know, no one else is going to care when I'm on my deathbed of what I've achieved than me. So why do they matter? True. Absolutely. I, I was going to ask you for a quote that inspires you, but I'm not going to because we've had enough. We've had enough quotes. I'm going to ask you instead, how often do you learn something new? How often do you go out of your way to try and, uh, you know, learn either a new skill or just some new information? It's, you know, it's so important to the human mind. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always love to learn. So I still spend 10% of my income on development. Um, there's, although it's kind of narrowed down a little bit now because, you know, in terms of I love music production, so I learn, con constantly learn, like, music production and different things, different tech. Um, in terms of business, yes, I like to stay on it. I like to stay on top of new innovation, softwares, technology, strategies, what's working, what's what not working. I like to kind of learn and stay on top of that because that helps me sleep at night. You know, I know I've got a finger on the pulse. I know that I'm, you know... I know that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on, on it. Um, and, and that's a daily thing, you know, a, a daily, daily process, learning new things. I'm always going to meetups, masterminds, networking. I'm, I'll always attend webinars and non-compet, like literally go to a, a webinar from someone who's a, who's an orthodontist or something. And you'll, you'll get an idea, you know, it, you just get an idea from networking with those persons that you could, apply to your business. There was a webinar that I attended once. It cost me 250 pounds. And uh, I just got one idea, which then spiraled into like generating hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds, probably like 600k, just from an idea that I got from wow. someone who was a non competitive industry and applied it to the business. And you know, it's it, it, it was phenomenal. So that's the power of continuously like oiling your oiling your brain. That's really interesting, actually. That's really interesting because, you know, I love this thought that, or this idea that everyone you meet is better than you at something. Absolutely everyone. And, and actually, that's a great example of that, right? Going on along to something that you probably had no business being there, but you've taken it and learned something and been able to, you know, implement it. That's incredible. Yeah, I was just there supporting a friend, you know, and, and it was uh, really, and uh, I went along, bought a ticket and, and that was it. But But also, it's not really, you know, say better than them really it's about like why different perceptions because a lot of business owners get complacent whereas i'm interested in why instead of let's just say that you've got a tech support and you've got some people coming in and they ask questions a lot of businesses what i see is they go oh why is this idiot asking this you know that's a stupid question to ask it's obvious instead of saying why do they think that why are they asking that question and then trying to resolve that so that no one ever asks that question again yeah, and that just like that's just about understanding why people perceive things certain ways and then giving that a, a, a solution when you give it a solution your product and your service becomes absolutely remarkable because although people aren't aware of not having to file customer support tickets they know that they have never had to file one and that's subconscious mm -hmm. but it's a bit like when you go in a coffee shop, 
And it's just like nice music, nice sofas and nice aroma, happy staff, nice prices, all this kind of stuff, nice service. You don't really pay attention to that when you go in the coffee shop. You just get the coffee, you sit down. But if you go into a coffee shop where the door's slamming and there's a breeze and loud music and you know, a horrible atmosphere, that's when you appreciate what you didn't see in the other shop. So the most important thing in business is all the things that people aren't aware that they're seeing try and resolve them before they see them or make the whole journey amazing so that when they go somewhere else, they think, oh, you know, didn't have this problem here. You know, didn't, how amazing that, that service is because I've, I've never had this problem here or I've never had to do this or that. So it's, it's like thinking about all the things that they don't think of when they take your program or your product or buy from you. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's so many problems in the world to be able to try and fix, isn't there? And just that full of remarkable solution to try and do so. But then actually going into even into those problems and fixing the problems is is uh, another level. It's awesome. Jason, I want to ask you what yeah. you've got coming up next. What are the next projects? We're obviously coming towards the end of 2022. It's currently uh, Cyber Monday today. So the biggest, the biggest uh, retail day of the year. What have you got going on? What's coming up next? Yeah, so um, next, really, we're talking about next year. Um, I've got finally my book being released. So that's going to hopefully open up a lot more doors and avenues and get our message out to a, a broader audience. Um, but then on top of that, we're going to be um, innovating some of our products in Shield, so the Sanctuary product um, and, uh, and Ubiquitous and all of those. Uh, and then in terms of grace and education, my bigger vision is to have a, a fund where I'm actually um, selecting our best traders, our best investors, our best business owners, and then getting them in to manage a speculative fund that our members can then invest into. So it's kind of like a, a hedge fund, a prop firm. That's uh, one of my bigger goals for next year. Wow. Amazing. That'd be very, very cool. A lot, a lot going on. Um, uh, and I want to ask you, if you had a full free day, how would you spend it? How I spend it now, literally wake oh, up. Cool. Um, yep. Literally how I, how I spend it every day. So I'd wake up, I'd, uh, you know, have a, have a coffee quietly in my office, go to the gym, um, do some creative product creation ideas. Uh, and then I would spend some time with my family and, uh, and that's about it. Like it's, it's nice and stable and balanced and I love it. So, uh, that's literally perfect. my perfect day. There you go. You never, never work a day in your life. If you've got a, an outlook like that. Perfect. Absolutely. My last question is, do you have a, do you have an ask for the audience? We've got people here that, you know, some of them will have heard of you. Some may not have. Have you got an ask that uh, they can do for you or they should, they should think about maybe a question. Yeah, here's, here's a question, and I haven't rehearsed this. This is literally just, this is the first time I've heard this from you. So um, look at what you do throughout your week and kind of list down all the kind of things that you're doing throughout your week or your last week as we're coming towards the end of the year. And then next to each of those things, ask yourself, what am I doing because someone else needs me or wants me to do? instead of what am I doing that I want to do? And then 
see how many are on the things that you would love to do and choose to do and you want to do as opposed to the things that you have to do or you need to do and you're doing for someone else. And also consider what are you, what actions are you taking and what are you doing right now because someone else wants you to do them. So not, not that you're actually doing them directly for them, but someone's told you that you should be doing that or you want to do that. And then ask yourself, you know, how does this play in with where I want to be in life? Does it even serve my bigger goal of where I want to be in life? And have they actually got the life that I want, the people giving me that advice? Um, so it's something worth pondering on. I know it's a number of questions, but it's all kind of related to the same thing, how you're spending your time. It's fantastic. A, a really, really good way to end it. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Jason. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, and all the best for everything you've got coming up. And uh, a happy Christmas for, for a month's time. Thank you. Thanks very much, Freddie. Same to you.